Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. And I'm very excited that you are with me today. We're going to talk about some amazing things that Jesus said that really, it just holds so much potential. And I believe we're going to squeeze that potential just like an orange, getting the orange juice out of it. And we're going to use it, praise God. I have seen the statement that Jesus made work in my life, and I believe that you will have some amazing productivity out of this particular verse as well. And it's actually found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. Let's go to verse 5, and let's begin today in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we study your word, we ask that the teachings of the Lord Jesus would come alive that you would give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that the light comes on and we can understand your will and your ways. Thank you, Father, that you have nothing but victory planned for us, maturity and growth, breakthroughs and miracles and good things. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name we pray, and together we say amen. Luke 17, verse 5, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. Now this is interesting because these men must have gathered around and had a little conversation when Jesus was not there, and they probably talked about all of the miracles that Jesus was doing, all of the good results that he was consistently getting, And they, out of that talk, really somehow got down to this common denominator of faith, that these things are happening by faith, and they come to him and say, increase our faith. Now, faith is so important that notice that they did not come to Jesus and say, Lord, increase our compassion. We really want to be more sensitive to people that are, you know, going through a hard time. Help us with that. Now, we do want to be sensitive to people, but there was something so uh, captivating about the results he was getting that that's what they wanted. And they didn't say, Lord, you know, we've talked it over and we want what you've got. We want you to uh, increase our love. We just want to be able to get along with each other better. You know, we're all traveling together, and we don't ever want to rub each other the wrong way. And uh, Lord, just increase our love. No, although uh, faith works by love, but, you know, you can get a grasp on love, and you can just, you, you love because God loved us. But there is something about faith where they were so captivated by its potential and what it can do that they said, increase our faith. A valid question. The answer is going to be very different than what they expect. I don't know what they were expecting. Maybe they thought Jesus would say, okay, let me show you how to do it. You have to get down on the ground and you have to begin by doing uh, five sets of 10 reps of push-ups. And if you do this, your faith will become stronger if you do this program for three months. Well, it's different though. It is so different from these other types of things where we could see that, but there's something about faith where a lot of it unfolds 
in the invisible realm. And so it, it works a little bit different. So uh, they said, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and my friends, this thing of the mustard seed has really captured my heart recently, uh, and I believe revelation has been breaking forth, and I want to talk today about faith as a mustard seed. He said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Wow. This is very, very interesting. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin by the basic understanding, which I'm sure many of you have, especially if you've been in the faith for a while. You just kind of, you know, you see things on the internet. You you could read things in the Bible. And we all would know that a mustard seed is very, very small. Now, when we talk about mustard or the mustard seed, uh, let me put up on the screen a picture and uh, this is what most Americans think when they think mustard. And you're looking at a, you know, like a container of French's mustard, which is good. I kind of like sometimes plain mustard. Maybe if I want a hot dog or something, I'm going to go with the, the, with the plain mustard. Now, let's go with another picture. This would be if you want to have a little more flavor with your mustard. This is Grey Poupon, which has some other things added into it that give it a uh, very pleasing taste. And, uh, you know, mustard is is wonderful. This is very interesting. Maybe you don't know this, uh, but Charles Finney, the great revivalist from back in the 1800s, he was the greatest evangelist of his day. God's hand was very mighty upon his life. And towards the latter part of his life, he started a college and the college, you know, turned eventually into a university. But when in the early days when he started the college and he had a lot of students coming who wanted to be raised up to become, you know, schooled in the Bible, trained in ministry, and you would never, ever find mustard there at the college. It was actually banned. <laughs> Why? Uh, good old Brother Finney didn't want the young people uh, eating anything hot he thought that that might also stir up like hot passions. In other words, if you ate hot food, like which mustard can get pretty hot, that might also um, create hot passionate desires. So there was no, <laughs> no Tabasco sauce. <laughs> there wasn't even mustard. It was banned from the college. Kind of funny, huh? Well, anyhow, in our American culture, when we think mustard, these are the types of things uh, we think. We think the Grey Poupon, the French's mustard. And uh, uh, let me show you a picture of what we could maybe call westernized mustard seeds. I'll put that up on the screen now. And in some of the gourmet sections of our grocery stores here in America, you can get the mustard seeds that are not crushed. And you can, you can see those, even in the picture, they, uh, they are pretty good size. Yes, they're small, but they're still something that with the physical eye, you can see very, very clearly. Now, when we're reading here in Luke 17, verse 6, about the mustard seed, this is completely different from what I've just shown you. Uh, 
it's different in different parts of the world. So, of course, the seeds that Jesus would be referring to there in Israel are way smaller than even the small mustard seeds used here in America to create our mustards that we eat. The one in Israel is way, way smaller. How small, Pastor Stephen? All right, let's look at the biblical mustard seed. And you're now looking at a person's hand. And if you're watching this, many of you, of course, are watching on your smartphones. You might have to really expand the, the picture here because it's hard to tell, but there are little bitty mustard seeds all over that person's hand. They are so tiny that if you don't look carefully, you can't even see them. But as you begin to kind of focus on it, you will see, some of you watch me on Roku, so you're watching on TV, uh, on a big screen, and you can see those little bitty, almost looks like flakes, all over that person's hand. That's how small the biblical mustard seed is. Let's go to another picture. This, again, of course, is someone's hand, and the mustard seeds are more condensed. There's a lot more in this person's hand, but you can still see how small they are. Is it not absolutely incredible how small these mustard seeds are that Jesus was referring to? Now, what happens if you take these seeds and you plant them? What do they grow up into? Okay, let's look at another image. And here in this picture, you see multiple mustard seeds there in the Middle East that have been planted, and they grow into this, law, this large bush-looking uh, type tree. And the mustard seed technically is a garden herb, but it grows so tall, it's actually spoken of as a tree in comparison with other types of herbs that, you know, maybe only might get a foot tall or something like that. So they can get quite big and they can, you know, get clumped and grouped together and it actually looks like a tree. And yes, birds will come and hide out, you know, so the hawks can't get them. Birds will come there and hang out. It's just absolutely beautiful. And in Israel, they do grow wild. Now they can be cultivated. Some people keep them in their garden, but it's not uncommon at all to see them just growing off on the side of the road and they are edible. You can take the little yellow part and just take it and you can eat it. It's kind of bitter, but it still has that mustard flavor, although it's more bitter because they're all in the mustard family. Mm -mm. Now it was, the mustard seed was during the time of Jesus, the smallest seed in Israel at that time. Remember, Jesus was not really like teaching a botany class. He's talking to farmers. He's talking to regular type people, fishermen and things like that. And he's not trying to explain to them that there is another seed over in Asia, the seed of the lotus flower. And it's even, uh, uh, or excuse me, the orchid flower that is so small, it almost is as small as dust. He's not trying to cover everything. But right in that area where he's at, yes, this is the smallest of all seeds. Wow. Now, seeds are always smaller than the product that it's going to produce. Mm -mm. Now watch, we're going somewhere very, very fascinating today in our study of what Jesus said about the mustard seed. Jesus, let's read it again, said, if you have faith, 
Now, so we're focusing on this phenomenal subject of faith. It captivated the apostles. They wanted it, and they wanted a larger dosage of it. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Wow. What is Jesus trying to convey to them? He's telling the disciples that the genuine faith, genuine faith is sufficient. It's able to get the job done. You don't have to be a superhero apostle. You don't have to be a prophet with an international ministry. You don't have to be some person that's, you know, like an ecclesiastical authority that has to touch you with the golden cross before something can happen. No, this is something that every believer has. Praise God. When they asked Jesus to increase their faith, he showed them that their faith was in a seed form. And all they needed to do was just plant the seed and then work with the growth of that. Oh, praise God. In other words, he's trying to convey to them, you've got the faith. Use what you've got, and as you do, it will also increase. Woo, praise God. Mm -mm. Now, here is something that I think is absolutely amazing. Keep your place, hold your place in Luke chapter 17, and go with me just for a moment over to, let's see here, where are we going next? We're going to go to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Now, I know a lot of you are already familiar with verse 23, but I really just want to talk about verse 22 for a moment. It's the same thing. Mark 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered uh, and said to them, now this is after cursing a fig tree and the fig tree's dead. <laughs> so whether it's a mulberry tree or whether it's a fig tree, my friends, this works and you can do the same thing. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, the literal translation, if you pull that straight from the Greek and you bring it over into a literal English translation, it literally says, have the God kind of faith. Okay, so here's how this works. It only takes a little bit. I mean, even like mustard seed small. It only takes a little bit of God's faith or the God kind of faith operating in your heart to get the job done. You don't need this gigantic amount. All you need is a mustard seed size of the God kind of faith. And I'm, t I'm telling you, you could speak to a, a mulberry tree and just rip that thing out of the ground, out of your life. You can rip that problem out of your life with the authoritative word coming out of your heart, coming out of your mouth that you speak. Woo, praise God. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Well, let's look at verse 23. It's so good. So have the God kind of faith or have faith like God does. Now, I want to come back to it. Now, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, so we have Jesus giving instruction 
to speak to a fig tree, to speak to a mulberry tree, to speak to a mountain. Mm -mm. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, let's go back a moment to have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. I believe that you and I would all relax and easily acknowledge that we're not called to go out and create another parallel universe. I don't have to do that. You don't either. You're not uh, being given an assignment by God, a destiny by God, despite how great it is. It's not so big that you have to go out and create a brand new interstellar, interstellar galaxy full of you know, Milky Way galaxies and stars and uh, brand new planets. You don't have to do any of that. Matter of fact, you don't even have to create another earth. God has already created the earth. God has already created the world. Well, then what do I need this God kind of faith for? You need it to create your world in the earth that exists. You need to create the world that you want in the world in which you live. In other words, you don't need the full faith of God. I mean, if you had it, you would be creating galaxies. You would be creating stars, and we would all be your friend. Because <laughs> I'll say, hey, while you're creating that planet, hey, would you just come over here and direct some words over here towards my life? Mm -mm -mm. But we don't have to have that. But you already have a measure of the God faith in you, a measure of it. You have the mustard seed faith in you, and here is what is so refreshing about this. That's all you need to get done with everything that you need to get done. You can do it just with that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Woo, praise the Lord. Did you know, right now, our government has nuclear-powered submarines cruising around in all of the oceans of the world, deep underwater, running silently. And we do have the best subs. Uh, there are some other nations that have good designs, but I have been told that our nuclear subs are way, way ahead of any other countries. And I believe that. Praise God. But let me put a picture up on the screen right now. We've got some really good nuclear submarines. One of our submarines can stay submerged for months and months and months, maybe even a year. It's all based on food. They can create oxygen, water, everything they need uh, in that submarine. But what's powering that nuclear submarine? What's powering it is a piece of uranium about the size of a golf ball, no bigger than this piece of crystal I'm holding right here. And that submarine off of this little piece of nuclear material can run all around the planet for hundreds of thousands and even millions of miles underneath the water for 25 years before you need to replace it. Mm -mm. And it's only this big. 
Woo! Something that small can do all of that, can do all of that. Now, my, my brother, my older brother is a, he's a physicist. And it is, it, it's, it's a phenomenal world when you're talking about nuclear fission. And I personally, I personally believe that nuclear is the way of the future. All of the problems we've had in the past uh, of nuclear meltdowns and, uh, you know, the thing in Japan when they had the tsunami and you had the nuclear meltdown, all of that has been fixed. All of, all of those old technologies have now been overcome. And you really can do nuclear in a very safe way in our modern uh, age in which we're living. But that's a different subject. But what is incredible is such a small little thing can give such power. My friends, that mustard seed of faith that's in you right now is enough. It's actually more than enough, but I will assure you of this. It's enough to get done what God has called you to do. And again, you don't have to go out and create another star system. You don't have to go out and create another universe. Mm-mm. You don't have to go out and create another big old planet. No, you just, you've got to create what God has called you to do. And you've got the faith to do it. And that's what shocked the apostles. What a shocking statement that Jesus made. Let's go back to it again. We're going to go back over to the gospel of Luke, chapter 17, Verse 5, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Do you see how they think it works a different way? They're not even sure how it works. There are many Christians today that still aren't sure how faith works. They think that maybe it only works for ministers that um, are well-known. It will work for every single believer, even if you just got saved this morning at 8 o'clock this morning and you don't, you can't even find the book of Revelation in the Bible. Maybe you can't even find the book of Genesis in the Bible. But if you just got saved, you've got mustard seed faith on the inside of you, and you can get busy doing and fulfilling what God has called you to do. Mm-mm. Now watch again very carefully. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, but remember that faith is the God kind of faith and you've got that measure of faith on the inside of you, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Okay, so what, my friends, is the mulberry tree in your life that you are now catching a revelation that you have authority to deal with this thing? Well, first of all, let me say that you are authorized by Jesus to deal with it. And he has delegated that authority to you. So here's something that we need to understand. Don't just pray for a problem to leave your life. Don't just, you know, in other words, like God, get this out of my life. I, and I can understand the place for prayer, but all I'm saying is don't just pray for your problem to leave. You need to also Tell your problem to leave. You need to tell it to leave. You need to talk to the mulberry tree. What, my friends, is the mulberry tree in your life? Hmm. Well, it's something that needs to go. It's something that doesn't belong there. 
maybe for the last 20 years, every day of your life at 3 o'clock p.m., you have a migraine headache. And you don't really know why. Doesn't really make sense. Uh, maybe even nobody in your family has had it. But yet every day you get that you get that mulberry tree. You get that migraine headache. Well, Pastor Stephen, I prayed for God to take it. Well, I understand that there's a place for prayer, but there's also a place where you talk to it and you command it to move. In other words, migraine headache, in the name of Jesus, I speak to you and I uproot you now. Get out of my life. I throw you into the sea and don't you ever, ever come back. Woo! Now, what did Jesus say? He said it would obey you. Can you see the potential now to cause things to forcibly be exited out of your life that you don't want in your life, that you have authority over? Now, I'm not talking about somebody else's world, somebody else's life. You cannot, you cannot go into somebody's life that God has given them free will over their life and just go in there and try to tell. No, you can't do that. You have to live your own life, but you can govern your world. You can govern your life. And if there's something that you don't want, especially some type of yucky mulberry tree that you're just like, I don't, I don't like this. I want this out. Some type of sickness, some type of disease, then talk to it and tell it to go. Mm-hmm. How about how about this? What if we take the phrase mulberry tree and in place of that, we put the phrase debt? How about credit card debt? Try it like this. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and again, it's all about you've got to get your faith online because you've got it. You've got to get it in action, okay? Uh, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to your credit card debt, I pull you up by the roots and I plant you and I plant you in the sea and it would obey you. Well, Pastor Stephen, I know Jesus is saying this, but like, I mean, like, how does this like work? Is this some kind of a spiritual something or another? Well, how does a seed grow? Let me see if I can answer it that way. How does a seed grow? Well, it grows in a very mysterious way, right? In other words, we take a seed and we plant it in the ground. The moment you put it in the ground, you, you don't know what's going on. Now, today we do know because today we can, we can have a glass container and you could, you could like look into the, you know, the dirt and you could see the surface and you can actually, you know, you can observe that through a glass container. They didn't have glass back then. I mean, glass was invented by the Egyptians, but the glass they had was very crude. It's, it's not like it was super clear crystal type glass we have today. So we can observe things now they couldn't observe back then. But, you know, for most of history, when you put a seed in the ground, you don't know what's going on. You don't really understand how it happens. You just know that the seed dies and then out of that, out of that, seed in a sense dying because you didn't need it. So it's gone into the ground. It brings forth new life. That seed pod breaks open, little roots begin to go down. And as the roots go down, uh, the blade of that, uh, you know, of whatever it is will first stick up 
We've got a date palm growing in our home that Pastor Kelly brought back a date palm from uh, Israel. And it, we actually ate the date. And so you, you, you eat it, you're left over with the seed. She took the seed back. It's growing. It's growing. It's sticking up, sticking out. Wow. Now I know it takes a long time, years for one of those to grow, but it's happening. But when we put that seed into the soil and the potting, we, we didn't know, hey, is this actually going to work? Well, it worked, but we could really see how that happened. So there is a mystery element to how the kingdom of God works because it's, it's, it's a spiritual realm uh, syncing up with the natural realm. But we do know that we are commanded in Scripture to walk by faith. The just or those that are justified by their faith in God walk or live by faith. Paul said we walk by faith, not by sight. So there is a degree of this where I can't really explain it because there is a kingdom element of a mystery in it, but I do know it works. I know it works for the physical seed, and I know it works also when you release your faith as a mustard seed, and it is so effective and productive that Jesus said it would obey you. If you do it, it's going to obey you. In other words, how do, how do the credit card debts know to get paid off? I can't explain all of that, but I just know that you are implementing now a a natural and spiritual law. And at the same time, you're not going out and creating more. <laughs> and as God blesses you, you're paying them down. But I'm just telling you, God comes in with this law and they're paid, they're paid. And then sometimes they, you could hit a big one and knock, knock a whole chunk out. Or sometimes God can just sweep in from a different angle and bless you in a way. And whew, suddenly they're all gone. Well, I can't really see a natural way that that could happen, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about God's power, God's kingdom overwhelming negative situations in your life and working in a way where the next thing you know, you're free. Mm, 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 mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe somebody right now is on the edge of contemplating going through with bankruptcy. Hold on. Hold on. I would encourage you to begin to operate in mustard seed faith. And you could, you can get the creditors paid off. You can get the debts paid off. You can get things healed up just as there's physical healing. There's also financial healing and God can turn the ship around. Mm -mm. Now, again, if you have faith as a mustard seed, only takes a little bit of the God kind of faith. You can say, to this mulberry tree. In other words, you can say to the thing that you want out of your life, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now, last Wednesday, I talked about the great blessing of establishing a point of contact in your life. And one of those great points of contacts is having a, a folder, like a manila folder. Maybe you want one that's mustard colored, okay? Like a yellowish colored folder. And you can take that folder and you, for example, could put all, you could print out all of your debt and you could put it in there. And then you can hold that up and speak with mustard seed faith to it. And you can say, debt, I rip you up by the roots out of my life. Be moved and be 
planted in the sea. Mm -mm. And Jesus said, it would obey you. My friends, there is so much potential in the saying of Jesus here to move out of your life the things that are detrimental, that are negative, that are toxic. Praise God. But it's not like somebody else is going to jump into your world and do this for you. I highly encourage you to develop your own seed faith and work it. Work it. Woo, praise God. Maybe you need another manila folder or mustard-colored folder. And in that one, you put the doctor's report in it that says, you know, this is a lifelong disability that you have. You're going to have to deal with this, you know, through medication, pain relief for the rest of your life. Sorry, we did the best we could, uh, but you'll be in pain for the rest of your life. You can take that doctor's report and override it with the higher authority of the great physician, Jesus himself, and say, I speak to this mulberry tree of this doctor's report, and I command you be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. Woo, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So you work with it, and the Holy Spirit will help you because... I don't want you to get legalistic where you think you've got to say it exactly just right. Pastor Stephen, am I saying it the right way? Well, as long as you are, you know, endeavoring out of a good spirit of faith to just kind of put this together uh, and follow it the way the Lord recommends doing it, yeah, it's going to work for you. It's going to work for you. If you get one of the words out of order, out of place, it's it's okay. God, God understands. He knows what you're doing and what is uh, going out is reverberating outward angels have the ability as spirit beings to grab these power-loaded words and to bring to pass what is being declared and uttered by the mustard seed faith believer. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness, it is so powerful. Now, I was going to stop here, but I want to give you one more, one more witness. Uh, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17. Woo, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, today. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Matthew 17 and verse 20. Assuredly, I say to you. Now, the word assuredly, we go over that real quick in the English, but in the Greek, it has such a heavy connotation that it is the strongest word that you can use to convey an absolute truth. Assuredly, I say to you, here we go again, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Woo! Two witnesses establishing an absolute eternal truth that God put in his word to get you out of any pickle that you might be in or to get any pickle out of your life that you don't want in your life. Woo! If you have faith as a mustard seed, that's just a tiny little bit of that raw power of the God kind of faith, and you've got it. You've got it. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, oh, so we had the mulberry tree. So you've got a God that tells you to talk to the mulberry tree. You got a God that tells you to talk to the mountain. Jesus went around rebuking demons. Jesus went around talking to the wind and the waves. My friends, 
how dare some silly uh, misinformed Christian uh, who doesn't understand these things come across and try to rebuke you for what you're doing when Jesus is actually instructing you to do it. Just because they don't understand it, they mock it or make fun of it. But yet, so many times in the same way, it's working against them in a negative way, yet they don't see it. See, we speak words of faith that are being catapulted out of our spirit through our mouth by our tongue to bring forth the world that we want to live in, while critics who don't don't understand it, many times Christian critics, they will criticize things like this, even even though Jesus authorized it and instructed us to do it because it's one of the ways out, okay? Others will criticize it, and then they will speak words of fear, and those words of fear keep them permanently locked in the difficulties that they face, and the mulberry tree never leaves their life. The mountain stays looming over them their entire long life, and they'll say it it won't work while the mountain's right there in their life. They'll say this doesn't work while the mulberry tree is leaning up against them. All I'm encouraging you to do is believe the Bible and move forward with it, and you enjoy the fruit. Don't worry about others. You will stand before Jesus one-on-one, and he'll say, I'm so glad you believe my word. Mm, 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 mm. Woo, praise God, praise the Lord. All right, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Now, it might not move overnight, and it might not move within the next three days. But as you as you have your point of contact, and that's very much helped by having something that actually helps you to make contact with it, such as a printout of the doctor's report, a printout of a prophecy, a printout of something you, that you want out, such as all of your debts in that folder, something that you could speak to because it's in front of you and that you're able to connect with it more. As you do that, Jesus said, nothing, nothing will be impossible for you. And so not only can you move something negative out, you can also speak something positive in. It works both ways. You can throw it into the sea if it doesn't belong, or you can even, you can even bring it in even if it doesn't exist. God, create, God will create it for you. That's a different subject, but that's also in the Bible. Mm -mm. calling those things that be not as though they were. That is a creative realm where even if it doesn't exist, God can bring it into your life as you speak it in because you need it. Woo! What do you think blueprints are? What do you think building plans are? You are calling those things that are not. The building's not even there yet, but you're calling things that are not yet as though they already were. And because of that, what will happen? You're going to see it built. Woo, praise the Lord. Speaking of, we just purchased the building plans for the new ministry headquarters. Now, they're still in a revision process. And as that goes through, you know, there's always multiple revisions as we're working that out uh, with the designer. But we are so excited and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Mm-mm. Amen. So you can you can speak and tell negative things to get out, you know, mulberry trees. 
or good things, you can speak with creative anointing and call them in, and they'll come in. Woo, praise God. I don't believe it, Pastor Stephen. I don't think that works. It's already working. If you had a spiritual sight, you could see how it's working against you. Mm. Nothing good ever happens for me. Uh, you're right. It's working. Nothing good's really happening, is it? You're getting exactly what you said. <laughs> Woo! But it just works so good when you utilize it for the way it was created, which is what? To be blessed. And so you're using it in the positive and it just works so good. My friends, you've already got it. You have the mustard seed faith. You know, I. what, what do you think the apostles ta- thought about after Jesus made that a statement? They're probably thinking, we asked him how to get stronger in faith and he starts talking about mustard seeds. Wow. But my friends, the, the ways of God, are different from the ways of the world. We're working with eternal principles that abide forever, and they'll work for you. Jesus said, nothing will be impossible for you. Now, again, the mustard seed faith, the speaking, this is along the line of operating in strong, bold faith, which is why Jesus followed by saying in verse 21, however, this kind... Uh, In other words, dealing with a stubborn demon that did not want to go out. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So what does prayer and fasting do? It somehow, and again, I I can't fully explain it, but I'll tell you one thing, it totally works. And you will know it's working when it happens. Somehow, prayer and fasting gives you the ability to grab hold of what God said. And you can just raw believe it and... And, it, and you can lift it. You can grab it somehow. And I, that's what prayer and fasting will do, which is why I encourage all believers to obey what Jesus said and, and implement uh, prayer and fasting into your life. There's the big three, the core three, prayer, giving, fasting. So there's something about prayer and fasting allow you to grab God's word, which does what? It just causes your faith to go through the roof. <laughs> so really, that's what we're after, right? Strong faith, faith that is increasing, and it's all centered around using, utilizing what you have because you've got enough to get done what God has called you to do. Mm-mm. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching today who are seriously contemplating and meditating mustard seed faith. I pray, Father God, that you bring them out of every trouble. I pray that you deliver them out of every problem. I pray that any mountain, any mulberry tree, any opposing negative thing in their life will be literally ripped and yanked up out of their life by the roots as they command it to go. I thank you, Father God, that they understand now what Jesus meant by have faith as a mustard seed. And I thank you, Father God, they're going to get done everything you have called them to do, including the next step. I thank you, Father, all visions are fulfilled in phases, and the next phase is about to fall. They're going to get it done. Father, bless your people. This is a year of tremendous accomplishments and of great strides forward. Bless them and help them to take the time to speak to the mulberry tree and to uproot it 
with their faith words, with their words that are reverberating with the God kind of faith. Father, in Jesus' name, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo, praise God. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, this amazing God, he's the Son of God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Godhead. Three in one. Another mystery. We'll talk about that another time. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I would like for you to receive him now. I want to lead you in prayer so that you can get your life right with God. Perhaps you're watching and you used to know the Lord. Maybe you even understood today clearly what I was talking about, and those were once treasured truths, but you drifted, got off in the sin. Come back right now. Jesus will restore you, get you back on track, and you've still got time to do everything that God has called you to do. Don't waste time, though. Come back right now. I want to pray for you too. Now, let's pray together. Just say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Please forgive me. Wash me with your precious blood. Save me right now. If you're coming back to the Lord, say, restore me right now. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, write my name in your book, of life and step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name, I pray. Thank you for saving me. And thank you for giving me mustard seed faith. Thank you. Oh God. Thank you. Oh God. Hallelujah. Feels good to be right with God. Nothing better, nothing better than walking and living with the Lord Jesus. Praise God. My friends, let's take Holy communion today. You know, if you don't take communion often, you might not take it ever. That's the thing about communion. If you don't take it often, you might end up not even taking it for a whole year, which is why we take it often. Praise God. I have a friend of mine. He's a Catholic priest. He is required, you know, as a priest within the Roman Catholic Church, he has to serve communion every single day, and he does. <laughs> They call it the Eucharist, you know, but it's the bread and the juice. Let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless this now, and we thank you that this is now, through this holy prayer, this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you that you have made provision through your Son for victory. We don't have to be defeated. We don't have to tolerate something that's out of order and not right. You've given us authority, even permission to deal with it. And Father, as we receive the Lord's body now, we just thank you for overcoming in every area. Father, we know that often means there's a lot of work. We weren't, some of us had some real crazy backgrounds. Father, you certainly knew that. Some of us had a lot more repairing to do than others. But Father, wherever we find ourselves right now, whatever our life situation might be right now, we thank you that we can go to work on it. And you're going to give us each just a beautiful, like a beautiful garden, everything perfect, everything the way it's supposed to be. 
we now receive the Lord's body that has made this provision available. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. As you're partaking, God's making your life beautiful. Mm -mm. I'd like to visit your garden sometime. Hey, we could take communion together in your garden. <laughs> you could have a Bible study in your garden. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Something about gardens. I've seen a lot of people when they get older, they really always seems like they like to get in the gardening. But I guess it all started in a garden, didn't it? Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus all over us, all over our spirits, the blood over our mind, the blood over our body, over our families, over our work, our businesses, our ministries. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, a protection against all of the impurity and uncleanness that's in the earth. We thank you, O oh God, for Jesus, that he shed his blood for us. O oh God, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's cleansing blood. Glory to God. Woo! Mm -mm. Well, let me place on the screen now opportunities in which you can support God's work here as we're moving forward with massive outreaches of sending messages just like this all over the world, not only through social media, but also through some of the great television satellite networks of the earth. And it's your giving that makes that possible, including sowing the gospel into the nation of Israel, sending the word out every week, three times a week in uh, Bethlehem, Israel. And that goes all over the Middle East as well as other great platforms, God TV, other great networks, every single week sending the gospel to over 200 nations of the world. Thank you for standing with me and supporting me in this great work that God has called us together to do. I'm so glad that you're a part of my ministry. Listen, I'm so glad that you're a part of my life. And I really mean that. I, I expect to hear testimonies of great things that you have accomplished through implementing the teachings of Jesus concerning mustard seed faith. Praise God. Heavenly Father, bless your people's giving. Bless their sacred offerings. Take them to the top. That's where they belong. That's where you've destined them to be. And I know they're going to enjoy the journey. And Father, some already in some ways find themselves at the top. But they're about to find out you can take them to even higher levels of glory and blessing and increase. And I thank you that that is now unfolding in their lives as well. Thank you, Father God. We give you all of the praise as things even now are exiting that don't belong in the lives of your people. Father, we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for watching. Look forward to seeing you back. And just a few days real soon. Till then, have a great week. Bye-bye.